All right, everybody. Welcome to episode number two of season two of Go With The Flow. Special guest in the building, but before we get to the building, I just realized that the first episode, which came out last week now, I just dove right into it. Didn't even announce the major updates for the podcast. So um, last season recorded the episodes in my dorm room on a little microphone, but we've officially come a long way, which my guests will attest to in a second. Um, I'm now part of the Daily Prince podcast section, which means I get access to all their fantastic equipment, fantastic staff, and all their great resources. So sitting in this pretty dope studio right now makes me feel really professional. Looks like all my favorite podcasts that I record. So yeah, pretty cool to see the amount of growth that's happened from just you know starting this in my dorm last semester and now being able to have all this cool equipment makes me feel real professional. But yeah, that is those are some some of the updates for the podcast. But now. Now let's get into the episode. We got special guest in the building, good friend of mine, who's probably really happy that he, I didn't get him on last year like I said I would, because now he gets to, instead of being crammed in my little Spellman dorm, he gets to do this in a professional little studio, but we got Andrew Hama in the building. It's very nice in here. Very, very nice. Yes, it is. And yeah, just tell the people about the studio, Andrew. Tell them about the studio. That's nice. I mean, you have um, the whole mic set up, you have the headphones on, you have you know, cameras in the background. You have a little lights. It's hey man, it's we perfect. we we got a lo- we got it all in here. So we started. We grinded out the dorm. We in the studio. The next step is the hundred million dollar Spotify deal. So hey, it's, it's coming Rogan. one day. One day, call me Flo Rogan. That's what they, that's <laughs> what they call me. I right, but no. So we got Andrew in the building. Very good friend of mine. Like I said, wanted to get him on here last season, but you know. It was blown up. I, I didn't have time for you, but now now I have time for you, Andrew. Thank welcome you. to Welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. So the way that I've started all these episodes off is just asking people to tell me about themselves, a little, about, little bit about the background and all the stuff they do around campus. And Andrew's a very, very, very involved man, so he might, he might be going on for a while. This dude is a multi-talented, great at everything he does. So let's just, just list off the, the laundry list of things that you do, Andrew. Also, we were roommates this past summer, which we'll get into in a little bit. You're gassing me. You're gassing me, man. Um, yeah, background, um, originally from Ghana. We go over to the United States pretty early on, probably around you know four or five, maybe a little bit earlier than that. Spent most of my time in the U.S. growing up in Atlanta, just outside of Atlanta in the suburbs. Um, went to high school there, middle school, elementary school, everything there. And then went back and forth between Atlanta and, and Ghana pretty often. And then, um, you know, played a lot of basketball in high school. Uh, was was super into that, but um, wasn't quite good enough to, like, play heavily at the D1 level. So I decided that I would just kind of focus on school and then ended up at Princeton. Um, I've always been pretty interested in business uh, from an early age, just seeing differences in economic structures from Ghana uh, to the U.S. to different places. And I think that's shaped why I studied, uh, why I'm studying econ at Princeton and why I've done a lot of the things I've done uh, during my summers. Yeah, so tell, I well, know, not the summers. Don't, okay, keep going about the clubs and stuff there. Not yeah. summers, we'll get to summers. Um, also clubs as well. So on campus, just to keep it brief, uh, I'm involved in, uh, tire capital management, which is a investment uh, group on campus. Um, we manage a little bit of, of money and invest in stocks, so it's pretty cool. No big deal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, also involved in club basketball uh, pretty heavily, which is which is a great time. Also an officer in the Ivy Club, which the is Ivy Club, <laughs> the Ivy Club, which Flo is also a glorious member of, which we love to see. Um, uh, so that's been <laughs> that's been crazy fun. 
Um, also involved in um, in the Black Men's um, what's it called Black Men's PBMA, PBMA yeah. Black Men's. Come on, man! On the board of that, um, and then I'm also in um, True Thursday, which is a kind of a ministry group on campus, focus on uh, African, African Caribbean, and kind of like the broader African diaspora. So that's, I guess that's it about me on campus. You guess that's it, except you went on for like six minutes. Now you do a lot of stuff, man. Don't say, <laughs> I guess that's it. But yeah, Andrew's very impressive. Does all that, balances it, balances it all very well. Still manages to have his fun, do his thing. So great guy. We're going to get into a lot of um, um, like networking type stuff because we've had some good conversations about that in the past. And I think that's good for people to hear because I've spoken to some people about this, but you would be a good person to talk about that with. But the first thing that I want to talk about is this past summer. So we were roommates this summer. We had a nice little finance internships doing over in New York City. We didn't see each other very much. We did not see each other very much. And honestly, so everyone who's listening, you probably have some friends who are like, oh, yeah, I want to do investment banking, blah, 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 blah. So I was never that type. I was like, IB, that lifestyle seems too crazy for me. But Andrew over here, big, big IB guy. So that's what that's what he was up to this past summer. And I lived with you for two two months and barely saw you during the week. The hours are insane. So we're going to use this little segment to, well, my purpose is to scare everybody away from doing investment banking. You could just, you know, tell a little bit. So, okay, let me say this. I lived with you for two months. I knew you were an IB. I still don't know what you do. So please, Andrew, for the people and for me, tell us what investment banking is and tell me what you did. You don't have to go, like, into the minute details oh, of the sure. day-to-day, but just, like, generally, what do you do as an investment banker? Yeah, um, so investment banking is is essentially um, the way I describe it is like financial advisory for companies. Um, so if you have a financial advisor as a person, you go to them and say, okay, like, how's my financial situation looking? Am I saving enough? How can I, you know, optimize for the next purchase I'm going to make? How can I make sure that um, like the strategy for my life is going well financially? Same thing for bankers. So what we do is we work with companies which, who are our clients. Sometimes we also work with governments or institutions, but mostly companies. And they say, for example, say Facebook is going to go merge with, um, is going to go acquire WhatsApp. Um, you know, we'd be advising them on one side of the deal saying, okay, here's what we think you should pay for that deal. Here's how to structure it. Here's how to move forward and make sure that this merger, or this acquisition is going to be a success. Um, let's say you need to raise additional capital for that, additional money. We help them with that. So that's our job, essentially just giving advice and, uh, doing a lot of work to make sure that advice is legally sound. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, so nice. You said some words that people probably checked out when they heard, but now it's your hours. Okay, so this past <laughs> summer, I would, well, my hours weren't that great either, but I would get into the office at 6 a.m., so I would wake up at 5 o'clock, be at the apartment by 5.30, get there for 6 o'clock. Andrew, um, what was the average time that you would finish your, your work day? My, so I'll caveat by saying it depends. So bullshit. Tell tell the people <laughs> tell the people what time you finish your work days, and then I'll get to the. Okay, now keep it going. Answer the question. Yeah. So I probably you know for context, I didn't get in that early, so I'd get in like nine thirty, nine forty five. I'd probably get out an average day two thirty three in the morning. In the a.m. guys, that is a.m. two thirty three average a.m. And then let me just tell this tell this little quick <laughs> quick story. So it was like three or four different times when, like I said, I remember the first time it happened. I was, so your room in the first part of the summer was right by the, ba- oh no, second part of the summer was right by the bathroom. So I remember this one morning, wake up five o'clock, barely awake. I stumble to the bathroom. I peep into your room. It looks unchanged from the last night. I'm like, ain't no way. Is he okay? Is he alive? I was like genuinely concerned. I was like, oh snap, where's Andrew? 
I text him. I'm like, yo, Andrew, did you make it back all right? Or are you okay? I didn't have your location, so I couldn't check. I'm like, oh, snap. What's wrong with Andrew? So I go. I shower. So I'm ready to head out the apartment. This man stumbles up the stairs right as I'm about to leave the apartment. 5.30 in the a.m. Andrew Hama. 5.30 a.m. in the morning. Getting back. And that was not the only time that happened that summer. Tell me why you'd well, tell me why you would want to do that to yourself. And all the people <laughs> listening who think they might want to go into investment banking, why would you want to do that to yourself? Yeah, uh, I mean it, it is true. So the nine to two thirty three a.m. average is an average, obviously. So some nights it's twelve, you know, twelve a.m. Some nights it's five five thirty a.m. Um, I think you learn a lot when you're under high pressure situations and you're kind of put in a situation where. You know, you have to turn out a lot of high-quality work while you're sleep-deprived is, I guess, the textbook answer. The real answer is that um, <laughs> it's the best way to get to what I want to get to, and I'm willing to sacrifice sleep for that in the short term. Fair enough, fair <laughs> enough. And I say this all this very jokingly. Obviously, yeah. I, res- I respect the grind. Andrew's different. Everyone who does this is very different. And I, you know what you want, and you're going for it, and I respect that. So, we will we will leave the the investment banking at that. Fair. Um, I will say it is it is definitely a mind trip when I'd come back and <laughs> see you leaving the apartment. Amen. It's a, it's a huge mind trip. We just didn't see each other until Friday Friday night. I'll see you just out. Be like, oh man, how, how you doing? I haven't seen you since Sunday night. Flow Fridays. Flow Fridays. Great time. It oh, great time. Um, and then one more quick thing about the summer because I don't want to spend too much time on that. I bet people don't care, but I just needed a way to tell the story. So, um. Remember when you texted me uh, the one, or you called me? What did you remember? What you called me about? Jermaine. Tell the tell the people what you called me about. Jermaine Cole. Jermaine Cole. <laughs> J Cole. Jermaine Cole. Okay, so this I just needed a way to get the story out there. So randomly one day, um, I get th- before even this day, there was a Friday beforehand. I get this the I get this message from someone in the building. They're like, "Oh, come over, like come over to my desk." And anyone who know, and this is the first year hearing the story too, because I don't think I've told you the story. So everyone who knows me, if you meet me, like after a minute, you know I love J Cole. That's my guy. So this guy calls me over. I'm like, "Yo, what's up?" He calls someone else over, whips out his phone, and it's just J Cole across the office at this mall called Brookfield Place, just in line getting lunch. I'm like, "No way!" I run out the office, run around the building. I don't see him. The next Monday, that's when you called me and I actually saw it 15 minutes later because I was in a meeting. And then you're like, oh, Flo, like, I, know, I usually wouldn't do this. But, like, dude, I saw Jay Cole across the office again. I'm like, no way. Again, run outside, miss him. I'm like, it's not meant to be. It's, if, it's, if it's meant to be, it'll be right. Now it's not meant to be. So fast forward a week later, I just happened to be going to lunch at Brookfield Place. I didn't even mean to. I wasn't even trying to see Jay Cole. So I go, you know. Go upstairs, go to the food court, grab my food, sit down and look up. The very first person I see, <laughs> he was just standing right there. I was like, ain't no fucking way. Like this is <laughs> this is just how things are meant to be. So for like twenty uh, minutes, I'm like gassing myself up. I'm like, oh, it's J. Cole. This is like this is like my guy. Yeah. Like yeah, first yeah. concert I ever went to, my favorite rapper since forever. Know all the rest of his songs. Like, this is my yeah, guy. No, Gonna be is. seeing him for the third time in the concert. On September 29th. This is my guy. No, he loves he loves J. Cole. He really I loved I got his face in my wall. It's it's bad. I'm wearing I'm wearing I'm wearing his shoes right now. It's absurd. So <laughs> I had myself over for 20 minutes. Eventually I walk over. And so I had been hearing that he had been saying no pictures to people. So I was like, all right, I'm not gonna be that guy. So I walk up to him. He like is eating eating his lunch by himself. He looks up, he gives me this look. He's like, Bro, don't blow up my spot. And I'm just like, Hey man, I don't want to bother you. I just want to say I'm a big fan. And I stick out my fist. He gives me a fist bump, and I'm like, hey, man, enjoy your meal. Uh, I didn't know you got a fist bump. I got a fist bump, bro. 
I got a fist bump. I have, I have, I haven't watched this. I haven't watched his hand ever since. It's absurd. I haven't watched his hand. So I got the fist bump, and I told the man enjoy his meal. I did not know how to end the conversation. No, that's that's smooth. So I went. No, it's not over. It's not over. So I walk back and I sit, sit back, still eating my lunch. He's sitting ahead of me. Like ten minutes later, he goes, throws out his trash, walks right beside me. Obviously, I'm staring at him. It's J. Cole five yeah. feet away from him. Yeah. We lock eyes. He gives me a little one of these. Gives me gives me a little head nod. Uh. And in that second, I could have died, been a happy man, and that would have been that would have been the great the greatest way to go out. So I just had to find a way to tell that story. I love J. Cole. Happened to meet him over the summer. Best 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 day of my life. To the, to this day. To this day. Probably will be for a long time. But yes. Okay. That's hilarious. <laughs> All right. So now transitioning to to being on campus a little bit. There's some stuff that I wanted to talk about with you. First thing is, when you heard that we were all coming back to campus and everyone was mandated to be vaccinated, what did you think about whether or not there would be outbreaks on campus, about whether or not we would be able to have a normal semester? Just what were your initial reactions when you heard that everyone would be welcome back and everyone was mandated to be vaccinated? Yeah. Um, I guess after being here in the fall, living, so 2020 fall, campus was completely closed. Um, but a few of us lived nearby uh, off campus, including yourself, Flo, and, and myself. Um, that was that was all right. And then we were back in the spring under heavy, 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 heavy. Heavy. <laughs> Emphasis on the heavy. <laughs> Restrictions. Uh, and that was slightly beat, but it was good to see people. Very beat. Don't yeah. under. It was, it was yeah, very it beat. It was quite beat. Um, yeah, long story short, I was very excited when I heard that. I think, um, one, you know, the vaccination requirement. Uh, would probably help the um, the outbreaks. I think too. Also, um, I think people. I don't know. Like we didn't have that many outbreaks in general last last semester. Yeah, we didn't. No. So I was pretty hyped. I didn't think we could have any. We'd have any outbreaks. Um, I thought we'd have a few minor flare ups. And obviously, as Delta variant got more and more intense, I was like, okay, there's a chance they might call it off. But um, honestly, at this point, like we're all vaccinated. I think it's going to be just fine, and it has been just fine. So I'm hyped. I agree. And the reason that I brought that up is this article just came out the other day on The Prince. You know, shout out to the Daily Prince, my, my new partners, partners in crime. Mm-hmm. Came out September 7th, and it says, so far, Princeton's contact tracing reveals no on-campus transmission. That is the... Oh, wow. That, exactly. That's the title of the headline. And wow. and then I want to go to the COVID dashboard, because last episode I talked about it, but I did not have official... Numbers are finally loaded. The week ending September 3rd, 2021. Out of 6,626 tests, there were seven positive cases for a positivity rate of 0.11%. That is outstanding. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about that, but that is outstanding. Well, that's great. That's and so when it comes to something like the mask mandates, which they said they will be revisiting mm-hmm. in, well, four days now, but by the time the episode comes out, it will be revisited. Yeah. What are your thoughts on if the mask mandates are still necessary throughout the year and if they should take that away? I think um, I think in lecture, I think it's professional professor uh, optional. I think that's way we should do it for now. Um, if it's a big lecture hall, I think you're fine, honestly. If it's like a you know, a, uh, let's say office hours with a professor who's like quite old, then I probably would wear a mask just like out of respect to make sure I don't transmit anything to them. But beyond that, I mean, I just see no reason, right? If you're in D hall with somebody eating food. And you're packed in there, no mask eating. And then you go to class, put the mask on. I, 
<laughs> What's the difference? Right. What's the difference? It's like, right. oh, you got to walk in the building with it, but then you sit down and then right. you sit down. It's a like hundred strong people all right next to each other, but you need the mask then. See, at that point, and I'm someone who obviously when things were at the peak, obviously wear a mask before vaccines were a thing, wear a mask. Yeah, yeah. But at this point, especially now that we've created our bubble, I'm like, these masks are getting tired. No. I'm and Dylan Jim as well. Dylan and A, I. <laughs> so you're putting me in a pickle here. Oh, yeah, I, I work at Dylan. That is my building. I love everybody there. And it is my job to enforce that mask mandate. But to be perfectly honest, if I did not work in that building, I would probably be. Because the basketball court is the biggest problem. That's like been giving us the biggest headache trying to get people to wear their masks on the basketball court. But it's like, I get it. It's we we're playing basketball. Right. We're all vaccinated. And if I didn't work there, I probably would be. You know, mask around my chin all the time. Yeah. To be, you know, I got to set set standard. Fair, fair, I can't fair. be working there not having it on. Flo is the the number one employee. He's he's always killing it. I've seen. I try. I try to. So yeah, that's just one thing. I think I'm I'm very pleased with the way things are going so far. And obviously, there's going to be breakthrough cases. But at this point, like 99 percent of students are vaccinated. So, you know, we're fine. I think we'll be okay. We're fine. I'm actually really glad they haven't. They've been weird and cryptic about masks and eating clubs, but they haven't actually said anything official about it, mm-hmm. um, which is nice because, you know, our official policy for Ivy is that, uh, you know, you wear face coverings when you're uh, not eating or drinking. And we do that all the time. Very diligently, course. we would never break a of law. Course, never never that. break a rule. No, never that. You know, Princeton University, we will never break any any laws and Never. Kind of like last mess with the social contract that oh. come out here. I would oh. never, yeah. never, why never, would ever, know? ever break no, the no, social no, no, contract. No, 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 no. Why, why would I do Why would I do such a thing? <laughs> but no, for real. I just hope that even, because, okay, we'll get to the eating clubs in a second, but just, even just in there, when, you know, stuff is going on and still transmission rates are what they are, which is zero or next to zero that should just be the standard we are we've done our part with the vaccinations and i think at this point i'm hoping and i'm predicting that at this september 14th that's coming up they will lift the mask mandates and if they don't i just see people just like starting to gradually and gradually increase or like just ignore it because even in dorm rooms like they say i walk around my building no one's wearing a mask yeah yeah except for the freshmen Except all the the freshmen, the two classes of freshmen. (laughs) 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 The froshmores and the freshmen. (laughs) Although I stole the froshmores, I stole that term from some kid. I forget his name. Shout out to you, though. Okay, wait. Next quick thing. This article that says, can you, wait, can you guess what the lawn party's budget is for this semester? If you didn't already see this article. I haven't seen it. Um, I know last year was a little bit, you know, a little bit south of $80,000. Okay. Um, given that we're back on campus. I mean, it's the same budget usually, so I'm going to guess like 85. 85. Try double that. 160? 160K is the budget for lawn parties. For who? That's what I'm saying. So with that in mind, who do you guess? Give, first, give me your ideal dream guest, and then <laughs> give me more realistically who you think they're going to pay 160K to, or however percent of that goes to there. So dream not, because we know how much people get paid for, for appearances, yeah, so yeah, not yeah, including yeah. price or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dream guest at this point? Um I might get some flack for this, but I'm 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 big on Kanye right now. I like Donda. Oh no, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that right. one. Oh well, I, that's another question we'll get to. Actually, no, we'll get to that right now. But yeah. put a quick pin on that. Donda versus CLB. What is your What is your take? I I am the classic Twitter head that says CLB is mid. I, I will stand by that take. It is mid. It is mid grade. It is mediocre. It is medium. Drake can't make bad music, so I'm not going to say it's trash, right? But it's just very mid. It's, it's Drake elevated music, the kind of thing that he wakes up, he recycles the same bars over and over again, 
pops it in, puts it on iTunes, and it goes viral because people like to listen to soft music that's easy to listen to. And that's the thing. I 1,000% agree with you. I also think Don, I personally prefer Donda. Same. I've had that on repeat way more than I would have expected since it came out. Right. The song Pure Souls with Roddy Rich. Oh, mm. my, oh my God, <laughs> bro. Oh, that is most definitely going to be my most listened to song of the year. And it right. came out, what, two weeks ago. That shit right. is amazing. Right. So right. that song, Jail, no child all the songs are just hurricane off the grid bro the songs are amazing on there and clb the thing about that is i didn't know whether i liked rapping or singing drake better and then this album came out i'm like dude i need the bars i need him rapping he rapped on the first song i was like bet he'll do this every song next like eight songs it was just him crooning i'm like i don't want to hear this shit but then i realized oh it's certified lover boy so obviously he's gonna be doing all that singing shit but But even if he's gonna sing like can you give me take care singing you know can you that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying but then there's the one song that i will the the one the song uh way too sexy i hated that song at first kind of good the other song uh no friends in the industry that song is fire that's probably my favorite song on the album so it has some good tracks because obviously like you said drake can't put out bad music yeah but as a whole i'm rocking with donda over CLB. So sorry, back to your back to your question about uh, mm-hmm. Dream Long Party's guest. Yes, yeah, I think Kanye would be an absurd performer. I think it would just be absurd. <laughs> it would just be absurd. He'd the only up. thing is he would probably show up like an hour and a half late. Oh, for sure. Perform like three songs and be like, I fuck these Princeton students. Let's oh, for go. sure. He'd show up an hour and a half late in a, in a Canada Goose jacket in, in 80 degree weather and just sit in the corner and just vibe out. <laughs> That's what would happen. That's it. Okay, so now who do you who do you think is going to be the Long Party's performer? So $160,000 doesn't give you very much to work with. Um, now, and of that $160,000, I think like, only 70% of it goes to like the actual artist. That, artist. that would make sense. Um, so that obviously limits us a bit. So I'm going to bookmark us around like 115, 120. Um, who can we get for that money? You have to get someone who's like known but kind of washed up is the way I would do it. <laughs> yeah. you know? Or up and coming but not blown up yet. Exactly. Those yeah, you gotta things. yeah, you can't catch them at their peak. If it's a nice little what's that curve called? Uh like the, the one parabola? that's like the, yeah, exactly well, yeah. That's not the word I was thinking of, but yes, parabola is the bell word. curve or? bell curve, yes, yeah, yeah. that's that's the thing. You gotta catch people either on the rise or on the decline. We can't yeah. catch anyone at the peak or even close to the peak. No, you can't, you can't. So and I think <laughs> I would love to have someone on the way up, but knowing Princeton people on the way up, I just we just don't have good tastes as a campus music wise. Hey, Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Except for like, <laughs> we just we just really don't. <laughs> like, can you remember who we had? Who do we have? We had we had cupcake. We have cupcake. We Tr- had trash. <laughs> right, it was garbage. Trash. We had um, some of the EDM homies, which that one wasn't bad. Actually. Yeah. All right, we had a boogie. That was cool. We had boogie, but no one was vibing. No. Not a I single bet. person in, in the audience is like We had Rich Homie Kwame. I don't know, like, two songs. I can't even lie to you. Yeah. But I was going crazy those two songs, so. Yeah. Um, we had 303. I was like, eh. We had, oh, Flocka was good. That was good. Okay, now we, like, half the artists we named are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, maybe we could get, like, Don Tolliver. There's no way, right? That's so, I don't think enough people would even know who Don Tolliver was. They heard the TikTok songs, unfortunately. Okay, true. I don't know what's going crazy on the TikToks. I don't have a TikTok. I don't either, but I see it on Instagram and it, and it hurts me. Okay, fair. So is that your prediction, Don Tolliver? I think Don Tolliver would be nice, yeah. Okay. That's a prediction. I'm going to go my prediction. And also, hot off the press, I probably should not even be saying this. I probably wasn't even supposed to know. Apparently, the artist that they initially had booked canceled on us like a few days ago. Oh. So they're probably in the search for a new artist right now. And I probably wasn't supposed to say that, but whoops. Um... I'm going to guess that the next person they will get will be 
What's the what's the girl who who does? She has a big TikTok song also, and she's oh Doja Cat. That is also very likely because I don't think she's likely. like huge. No, she's also low key canceled. So yeah, man, she was canceled. She was canceled for like a, a two seconds. Cancel culture is fake. But yeah. Well, yeah, we're not gonna get into that now. Uh, so Doja Cat, I think that's my prediction. I think that's actually a very good prediction. I think I could definitely see Princeton spinning Doja Cat in a bunch of different ways and kind of playing that up. Um, yeah, I, I can actually very much see that, and, and I think the girls would like that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I can't name a Doja Cat song, but no, no, no. I go for. I would go. I'm going to lawn parties for the vibes this year. We've missed out on three lawn parties at this point because oh, yeah. of COVID. So I'm gonna be out there having a good time, regardless of who's performing. Just wake yeah. up, begin the debauchery. That's just it's gonna be. That's that's just the whole point. Time. When is lawn parties, by the way? Um, I think it is. I have it on my calendar actually because uh, it's the social events. It is, I think it's, um, I want to say three Sundays from now. Three Sundays from now. Let me make sure. Um, let's see. Yeah, I don't have it on my calendar. Oh, is it the second? No, it's not the second. It's the third. It's the third. Oh, it's the third? Oh, it's the third. <clears throat> okay, third. October 3rd. So okay. four Sundays from now or three? All right, bet. Bet, 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 bet. One more thing on Don Tolliver. The reason I'm also bullish on him i forgot to mention this bullish wow yeah, yeah i'm sorry I'm, for, for those of you who don't know me uh like investing runs in my blood at this point so it just comes out <laughs> I, there's nothing else i can say um but he has a concert in new york october 1st uh, in newark october 4th oh uh, might as well do a nice little pit stop in princeton new jersey exactly maybe even be oh okay i like that might be the opener to be honest. Exactly. There so. you go. All right, bet. Bet, 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 bet. Okay, so now getting into some of the other topics that I really wanted to delve in with you. Um, we've talked about, and I remember when we had this conversation, We were it was last fall, we were outside, I think it was, uh, we just had breakfast, and we're talking about networking, and specifically in relation to securing internships. Yep. So, I know a lot of people hear the term networking and they're like, what does that even mean? How do I network? Probably freshmen especially. They're like, oh, the Princeton yeah. Network is all this and all that. And they probably don't know what that means. So first question, what do, what does networking mean to you? I think that's a really, really good question, a really important question. I think networking for me is like bifurcated, so there's two sides of it. What the hell does bifurcated mean, <laughs> Andrew? Come, Dude, what does that mean? <laughs> Hey man, says the neuroscience major over hey here. Hey man, you, nothing. Keep going. <laughs> well, no, but actually, what does bifurcated mean? It means it's like, like split, split in two. Yeah. Okay. Work. Yeah, I work yeah. over it. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So I think it's there's two sides of it. The first side is the classic side everyone knows about, where it's like you approach someone with the intent of getting to know them for a mean, like as a means to an end. So like you want to know them so you can get an internship or. You know, get some kind of thing from them, get into an eating club, get into, you know, a frat, get into something, right? That's like networking where you have somewhat, you know, some interest in the person, but more interest in what they can do for you, right? And that's like the biggest thing people think about. So for jobs, it's like those cold calls when you're talking to like a, you know, alumni at a firm trying to get to know them. That's that networking. The other side of networking, which I think is actually much more interesting and much more impactful, is the organic networking, where you just want to meet someone to meet them and get to know them. And luckily, it just grows out and the person becomes successful enough to where they're part of your network professionally, but they're not a formal part of your network, uh, is what I would say. So. And I, I like that I like that breakdown a lot, to be honest. Because like you said, the, the first time you said, 
is the one that most people probably think is what they have to do. But then I think that it's the second type, the more organic one that actually does more for you in the long run. But even so, just I just want to just keep going on that just a little bit. So when it comes to something like looking for, so you've had some, you've had some good internships. We don't need to name companies, but you've had some good internships, places that everybody would want to intern at. How did you go about securing those? How did, how did networking play a role in you landing those, if any? Yeah. So my freshman summer when I worked in consulting, um, that one was, uh, so I showed up to an info session that was all seniors. And as you guys know, the recruiter. And it actually didn't even have an opportunity open for a freshman at that point, but I just like tripped it up with her, kept in touch, that kind of thing. And then um, met some some people at Penn actually who were sophomores and juniors at the time, just like coincidentally who just, like are still you know I call them I, I think of them as friends of mine. Um, and one of them actually did that program when he was a freshman. So that was another example of someone who I didn't like. I didn't know he did this program when I met him. And luckily enough, he did this program. He gave me kind of like the run through of how I should prepare for it, how I should case study, all that kind of stuff. And then um, from there, it was actually pretty minimal networking. I just ran through it. And that was even another good point that you just brought up there is when people think of networking, they think that only means like alum and people 30, 50 years older older than them. But in this situation, like you just mentioned, it was people one, two, three years above you who are yeah. still in college at the same time who you were able to get in contact with and were able to help you get what you needed to get, tell you about things you didn't know about otherwise. And then exactly. even going back to the recruiter, like you said, there wasn't even a position for you at the time, but you yeah. stayed in contact with this person and eventually like, oh, this is a cool dude. We'll, we'll find something that works for him. Yeah. But, okay, so that was the first internship. Oh, do you have similar stories for your other internships or how did those sort of shake out? So, yeah, so literally the uh, – so. I worked at that company my freshman and sophomore summer, and then I had two <clears throat> internships since then. I had a real internship, well, not a real, a full two-month internship with you um, in the same firm as you this mm-hmm. summer. And then I had a little, like, um, kind of three-week internship between school and the start of that internship over the summer. Um, the the one before the summer, the little three-week internship at a um, at kind of like a private equity venture capital slash fund, that one was completely spontaneous. What happened was, the, the head of the fund came to speak at my class, um, this class I was taking, and I was like, this person's just a cool dude, like great insights, just top of the range, great guy. So I just emailed him, I was like, let's connect, right? You know, I tripped it up a little bit, drafted a nice little email, and then we started talking. Literally, like, I had no interest in working for him because he only hires, like, he does biotech stuff. So I was like, there's just no way he's going to hire me. Like, he's going to hire PhDs, whatever. I had no interest in that. So I got to know him. We speak for quite a bit, get to know him pretty well. Um, we speak probably like, at that point, we we're speaking maybe like once every couple of months. And then eventually he was like, you know, why don't you just pull up <laughs> and work? <laughs> and, and, work. <laughs> and that was it. There, and then that's like, that was my end to that firm-ish. And then that person kind of opened my horizons to kind of the investing world. Gotcha. And so look at that. Something is simple. And I, the, the biggest takeaway from that, from, from what you said, is you took initiative and you yeah. saw something that you were interested in and you were like, oh, this dude does some pretty cool stuff. I would want to stay in contact with him. And you reached out and things worked out. And that is all it takes is just a little bit of initiative. Because even for me, so I, you, you know, you know, you know my whole story. Yeah. Started off pre-med, pre-med engineering, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to medical school. Oh, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that was dumb. Thank God I switched out of that path. Um, so switch. are happy, though. They're not happy, but they'll get over it. It's okay. <laughs> um, switched out. And I was like, oh, what am I going to do now? 
And literally the way that I was thinking of it was, first of all, what is everybody else around me doing? What are, what are a lot of alumni in? And what can I secure the fastest to like get my parents off my back for a little bit? So the, the list was narrowed to uh, finance, <laughs> consulting, tech. I don't like tech. Whatever. They get paid well. I don't care. I have no interest in tech. So that was off the list. And then it was just down to consulting, finance. So applied to a bunch of both of those. And the finance track is the one to move faster. So that's why I ended up going down that route. But actually, the reason that I even really got a lot more into that was I literally just went on LinkedIn one day, looked up Princeton alum in X whatever company, looked at all the alumni in there, and just cold emailed a bunch of them. And the internship that I ended up getting was someone who I cold emailed out of nowhere just got back to me, hopped on the phone with me, told me about what he did, connected me with other people in the building, helped me prep for my interviews, and then a few months later, internship secured. Yeah. So just out of the blue, the Princeton, because that's that's the one thing that I've noticed, and it's it's only been over this last year that I've really noticed it, is Princeton alum, they really do want to help you out. Oh, for sure. And they want to stay connected to the school in whatever way they can, and helping out students is a big way to do that and so anyone you reach out to you like you'll probably get it like ignored i emailed what 10 people one got back to me but they're all busy i don't take it personal but yeah that's just the way it is you're gonna all it takes is one person to respond and then shit's gonna work out so yeah. this guy responded to me and then literally it was just like straight shot he did everything that i needed to he, he just helped me out in many ways that he didn't even need to for someone who had never met him before yeah no it's it's that's how it works it's crazy and you know it worked out for him too. You were one of the top. I'm not to gas you, but you were one of the top interns. Who said? Who said that? I don't I've know. Heard, what he's talking. He's lying. No, sir. No, no, no. Hey, cut it out. No, no. Don't gas me up. No, 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 no. But hey, I did okay. And even in within the building, just can just with the network within certain buildings, oh, yeah. everyone connecting with. Oh, that guy went to Princeton. Go talk to him. He's like, oh my god, sits with you for like 30 minutes. Talk. Yeah. Tells you every little thing you need to know. Yeah. And then just like that, stuff works out. So networking is. One, it's like, yes, like you said, there's there's a more like direct, um, oh, like I'm trying to get this job, which is kind of how I secured that. But although it started that way, it kind of transforms into the more organic thing where this guy is now one of my mentors, very good relationship, hit him up all the time for whatever I need, and I know he's always there for me. It's the type of situation where there are so many people out there who want to help you way more than you would expect, and all it takes is just a little bit of initiative, and all it takes is one to stick, and then you'll be golden. And it's insane how, and you could probably say the same thing, so many people who intern at whatever great company you want to work at, you ask them, oh, how'd you get that? It's like, oh, I reached out to this alum or I was connected to this alum and they yeah. helped me out, they connected me and boom, it worked out that way. Yeah. No, networking and I mean, just the people you keep company with uh, can change your like career. <laughs> no, no, dead ass. Like, yeah, it could change your trajectory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. So that's why, I mean... Getting to the best place you can, getting to know as many people as you can is huge. And I was talking to Flo about this as well in that same conversation last last uh, uh, spring. It's crazy. Like, I knew Flo and Max. Uh, Max is our other roommate who yeah. also work at the same firm. Um, and <laughs> and we like since probably the early days of my freshman year, I've known both of them. And, like, those are the homies. Like, the, the homies. The homies since, right? since day one. <laughs> like, since day one. Like, the boys. And then now we're all at the same firm, and like now they're part of my professional network technically because they're killing it, right? And we're all killing it. But we didn't start off thinking like that. Not at all, man. I was supposed to be a doctor right now. <laughs> right. On my way to be. <laughs> it's just crazy to see other people that were in our friend circle end up doing the same thing. And that's what I mean when I say, you know, 
builds it organically and it will become professional at some point. Exactly. And even just what it just keep to keep going on that. It's not even just the just when I look at my, my friend group, kind of like you said, there's you, Max, like Jelani, too. There's all these all these people who are like literally just like Tucson. I met uh, um, uh, at preview actually. Oh, wow. So pre Princeton just been one of my guys since day one. Jelani met day one of club soccer. That's also where I met Max and just seeing the way all of us just like did our thing when it comes to like internships and grinding and networking and just landed all these different things. And it wasn't even like I chose y'all cause I'm like, Oh, these dudes are going to be successful. <laughs> it's just cool ass people. And then we just look up in three years. And because that's one of my favorite things about Princeton is everyone is such a go getter. Everybody's so motivated. And so just being around that type of energy, you're going to want to be on your shit. I don't know if I've ever told you this before, but Literally, it was because remember when you, it was you, Jelani Tucson, y'all got that internship freshman year. And I remember you guys sent it to me, and I was like, what even is this company? Disregard, yeah. didn't apply. <laughs> y'all got it. Obviously, starts to learn a little bit more like, oh, that's what company that is. Maybe I should have done that. And then that was at a point where I was still, you know, struggling a little bit. All of you guys, you were all balling out. And I was like, ain't no way I'm going to be the only friend <laughs> in this friend group who is not on their A game doing their thing but it wasn't even like a jealousy thing not at all it was yeah. more like a oh these dudes are so inspiring they're doing all these great yeah. things i'm gonna be on my grind and just that little bit of energy just being around that sort of friend group it just also elevates you at the same time so the people you surround yourself with is 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 it me it, 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 it does a lot for you and at a place like princeton everyone you go around is going to be that same type of motivation and so kind of like you were saying these people start out, start out as your friends but 10 15 20 years from now they are still your friends but they will be in very cool places and you'll just have that network instantly and one last thing i'll hit on that networking that i'm sure you notice as well is that even in the calls where i was contacting them for an end as a means to an end i was talking to them to get to, to get a job i would notice the calls that went the best were the ones where within five to ten minutes they were kind of just like testing and once we hit that one thing that was like the vibe check done so like oh. eating club or some kind of like greek life affiliation that like you have friends in or something or like something you did on campus like basketball soccer etc once you hit that it's no longer like a like a cold call it's just it's just you just chatting it up exactly that's exactly what happened to me with this alum that i talked to really late in the in the summer and i called him and then we chatted for like two minutes and then it came up that i was in ivy and he was like yeah. oh like oh my wife he was like oh yeah i was in ti but my wife who I actually met my senior year was in ivy so every time that i'm back in princeton that's like for reunions that's where i hang out and he's like oh yeah when i'm back we're definitely grabbing a beer at the next reunions i'm like yes yeah. let's go <laughs> right yeah we are fuck yeah yeah so just little things like that everyone's looking for that little human connection so exactly. i guess just like put a button on the networking thing human con connecting with people like genuinely matters mm -hmm. networking doesn't only involve people who are older than you and actually in the industry people like at princeton right now you don't think of you don't think of it as networking but when you're going around and meeting people every single day it kind of is networking right so the way i justify my <laughs> the way i justify uh socializing so much to myself and going out and partying so much is I'm just networking, man. I'm just trying to expand my circle and just, you know, meet as many people as possible. Hey, it's fair. It's just, fair. Yeah. And so, uh, next thing, what you just mentioned, uh, eating clubs. You are, you're, you're our treasurer, my treasurer. How has that been like? Just tell us what it's like being the treasurer, the, the responsibilities, what it's like living in the building. Just speak a little bit to, to that. Yeah. So I feel like I got, I got conned a little bit historically. You conned. Well, I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain. First of all, it's a great experience. I can't, I can't complain. Um, like, I already loved the club a lot because of great people in it and just being 
um, an officer and it's just it's just amazing you, you live there you're there all the time you kind of just like live and breathe the club and it gives you like honestly a lot of excuses to not do work <laughs> so you just vibe all the time yeah <laughs> um now the reason i say i got con is treasurer is historically for ivy the most chill position you just you know follow up on dues and that part is kind of annoying because like i don't want to be the person you know no one wants to be the tax man right yeah. like you know, <laughs> let me pay your dues like can you send this in whatever so that's historically my job now i'm they want to add additional roles to the treasurer role where it's becoming like a lot a lot of stuff i have to manage and like be in the weeds of like finances and stuff which is fine like i'm, I'm grateful for the opportunity and i'm excited to you know do that and do it well but i'm like man i got finesse <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah i mean it, it's been it's been great i think the the biggest thing i've noticed as an officer beyond living there beyond everything else that, that i didn't know i didn't expect is when you're an officer you kind of get a, a pass to be more social in a way what you like, mean like the way i explain it is if maybe it was just me but i didn't have a lot of people in these circles um, when i was a freshman or, on, or a sophomore okay there's like the ivy cottage circles etc but now like even at an ivy thing or at anything i can walk up to anyone and be like hey what's up like get, get to talking to them and because they either know of me because of the officership or because like um we have friends in common like I feel no reservations to just go up to anybody, even people in the club who I don't know super well and just get to know them. And then, you know, and at that point it's not like, I mean, for anyone it's fine, but especially as an officer, I feel like it's like my duty to do that and get to know people in the club. And it gives me an excuse to do that, which is really cool. So it's like, not only do I feel comfortable doing it, but I've like almost like kind of pushed to do it, which is even more fun. I was about to say, that is great to hear. And I think definitely, um, I think even just, coming off not being in the club for so long, everyone is excited for that level of connection. So even when you do that, I bet people are that more receptive to it. Not just because you're the officer, but they're like, oh, like, cool guy, don't know you, want to get to know you. So even myself, I do the exact same thing. Yeah. I just walk up to people in the club. I'm like, oh, what's your name? Like, nice to meet you. Exactly. Because by, by, like, the next week, I want to know everyone's name, want to be able to just walk up to anyone, say hi to anyone after yeah. Just have that level of connection. So definitely important that everybody, officers or not, keep that same type of energy up. 100% agree. And I think in eating clubs, um, I think luckily Ivy's been doing pretty well with this, but I know eating clubs in general, people tend to kind of split into their own um, kind of factions or affiliations. Yeah, their own little cliques. Own little cliques. But I think the sooner you can make everybody in the club your friend, like not your friend, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, befriend most people in the club the better the experience is going to be because when you sit down for dinner, you can sit down next to anybody and just vibe. Right. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And honestly, I don't just, that's the reason why I, some of the other clubs didn't really appeal to me because you do hear how clicky it is, whether it's whatever, whatever groups of people who all join the same eating club and it's yeah. just them hanging out with themselves and with their friends. It's like, eh, I don't want that. I came to meet, meet new yeah. people, make new friends and have a great time with a bunch of people and not just people on my same sports team, same whatever. So that is one thing I've appreciated so far. Yeah, no, it's been great. I mean, and uh, being an officer itself, um, it's kind of cool. I mean, planning stuff, making sure, like, my job is to make sure the club is in the best state possible. For yeah, it is. And, you know, I'm on your ass about everything. <laughs> well, Katie, Katie's already getting tired of me. Miles is probably already getting tired of me. Brooke is already tired of me. But I don't care. I will be on your ass. That's why we gave you music chair. We're like, this yes, man sir. deserves it. Yes, sir. Uh, but, yeah, no, people keep us accountable, which is good. And, yeah, we just want to see people happy. So, like. We have a good night out when people are like laughing at the dinner table, like having fun. It just brings a lot of joy to our hearts because 
there's a lot of planning that goes into all of this, and the staff does all of this work behind the scenes to make stuff happen. Shout out to the staff, great shout, people. Big shout out to the staff, fantastic people. group. Of the people. food has been hidden too. Oh my god! Right. <laughs> oh my god! Right. Um, so it's just exciting. It's really exciting. Um, obviously, there's some parts of it that like are less glamorous, but I would not trade it away for anything. Yeah. And <laughs> how tired of y'all, how tired are each of the officers of walking downstairs and seeing me in the building 24-7? Love it. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I, you're in there, you're literally in there more than I am, and I live there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I walk down, and you're just like taking a nap <laughs> or like lying down. So hey, <laughs> man. Hey, man. I got to make myself at home, making up for lost time. But no, I have spent a stupid amount of time in the building. But, you know. We missed out on we missed out on a lot. I gotta we gotta we gotta take advantage. As you should. Um, and for everyone who listens, I I would like to think we are well. I would like to think we've gotten some new new users at this point or new listeners. Um, so end of every episode, we do the Tiger Confession section. Um, we I read two Tiger Confessions and we just <laughs> react to them, answer the question if it's a question, just say whatever it is that comes to mind, just to react to it naturally. Um, and so we'll do that right now. But real quick, before that, I am trying to get one more um, segment ideas for the show. So if anyone has any ideas, reach out, either DM the Instagram, email me, whatever, whatever. There's no bad ideas. I'm just trying to figure out different ways to make the show exciting. So hit me up if you have any other suggestions. Um, okay, so now, tired confession section. First one, it says... Do people get annoyed when pre-froshers reach out to ask questions about little things like which classes to take, where to eat around campus, transportation, ETC? Does it ever come off as the frost trying hard, trying too hard? It gets annoying. Andrew, guests always answer first. I actually think this one is not straightforward, my answer. Because there, there are ways to do it in an annoying way. And ways to do it in a way that's not annoying. And I'm a big proponent of like reaching out and being proactive and getting to know people. But if like you can read, you can take the hint, right? If I'm replying with like one word answers or two word answers, I'm a very nice person too. Like, so if I'm replying with one or two word answers, like I'm sorry, just stop asking me questions. Yeah, if you got if you've gotten to the like, point where Andrew Hama is responding with one or two words, you don't you're doing something wrong. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> he is a nice guy. <laughs> but if like, I got meet you somewhere and like we vibe and then you ask me a couple times and like kind of get all your questions in, like that's fine. I'm t- like we've all been there. Like I'm happy to help, but um, at some point you just gotta you know kickstart it for yourself. Yeah, um, and kind of agree, kind of don't agree. I. Um, Definitely like helping people because another big thing that um, going back to the networking thing from a little bit earlier is paying it forward the same way people reach. And I'm not saying you don't. Obviously, you do. Like, you're great. You help. This dude helps. Hey, man, I was just saying this yesterday. The fruit off your tree when it comes to helping people land internships. Absurd. You and Jelani. Absurd. You're employing every single person at this school. Um, so, yes, you obviously you do help out. So I'm very similar in that way. It's like if someone reaches out about anything, um, especially like professional help, I will take take the time out of my day to help them out even just little things like because i remember how this place is a scary place to navigate it's not easy especially as a freshman especially coming in off a pandemic freshman and sophomore so freshmen, freshmen and freshmen so when people reach out i definitely love to help and it i don't think i get annoyed by it unless like you're saying it gets to the point where it's just like constant pestering it's like there's like no eq and they can't really tell like when to leave people alone that type of thing but for the most part i doubt many upperclassmen are to the point where it's like 
any little question about, oh, what class do I take? How do I, like, campus food, whatever? They're going to be like, oh, fuck this kid. Like, leave me alone. Oh, never know. We're all, yeah, we're all very willing to help the same way other people have helped us out back in the day. Except the one thing I will say is one caveat. Don't ask about eating clubs as a freshman. That's annoying. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> I was helping uh, 2025 move-in day, if you, whatever Saturday that was. And these kids hadn't even unpacked their boxes. They were already asking me what eating club I was in. I was like, chop, bro, slow your roll. It is not even, it is day negative one. Don't worry about this for another year and a half. So if it comes to that, leave me alone. I will, I will not answer your questions. Yeah. But other than that, feel free to reach out. Very fair. To me, Andrew, and we will all be the best resources we can be. 100%. Agree. Uh, and then second one, this one is a little more fun. Trying to get myself excited for school starting again. Please comment fun things about normal semesters. So, Andrew, what are what are some fun things about a normal Princeton semester? <laughs> um, school wise or socially, school wise, right? Fuck school. No, not school wise. I mean, no, okay. socially, like clubs. I don't. I don't mean like classes. Right. And stuff. I, I, that's why I was. I was like, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. There's no, no, no. School. No, 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 no. Okay, fun okay. <laughs> outside the classroom. Fun. Okay. Okay. A um, couple of fun things. I'm just gonna go and go yeah, just on list them off. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. cut it off. We we'll cut it off. Yeah. Um, days like this, where it's like not too hot, not too cold, and people just posted outside, either chilling out on lawns, mm-hmm. else you know somewhere sitting by the fountain in Spia, or sitting at their eating clubs. Amazing. Um, what else? Long weekends. Those are those are hype when you don't have a class, when you don't have precept or something. Why do you have a Friday class? Uh, it's a precept. And I might move it, honestly. You I'm should move it. move it. Having a three-day week, if you're listening, don't take Friday classes. Yeah, don't you do not You don't need that in your life. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's fun. I think seeing people is just so fun. It's like you see people randomly dap them up, get to you know, talk to them, catch up with them. That's fun. Seeing seeing crowds of people in places is so energizing now. After being on campus in the spring uh, and seeing how with five, you know, 4,000, 5,000 kids here, how ghostly this place felt. And now it's vibrant again. That's yeah. just amazing. Yeah, bro. We were both here last fall and walking through campus on a fucking Thursday, Friday, Saturday depressing. night. And there was it depressing. Like sad, sad. Nothing going on. Just no music coming out of dorm rooms. No crowds of people walking around. And that's a fast forward to now. And things are basically back to normal. It feels feels great. Yeah. Last two things. I'll hit three more things. First thing is hearing loud music on the street <laughs> or in dorm rooms. Like you just said, I do, I do right? love that. Even it's like, damn, I'm, where's my invite? But I, I appreciate that other people are having fun out here. Exactly. It's just like, you see, for having a good time. Um, I think the second thing is like, walk around just smelling, especially like, I don't know, maybe it's selfish, but smelling food in different places, whether it's Eating Club or Nassau Street or stuff like that. It's just great. We're all hungry. It's a good vibe. Fantastic. The third thing, the third thing, is I like this campus, like scenery wise. That's a, be- a this is a beautiful campus, right? And I think we're at the point now where like we've done our thing at Princeton. Like we're kind of on. I wouldn't say we're in co- we're in coast mode. I'm I'm fully in coast mode to be honest. I'm in coast mode, dude. It is it is bad. <laughs> I don't know how to motivate myself to do any type of work. It is bad. I don't want to have some sort of like rude awakening, but dude, <laughs> when I tell you I have no motivation, bro, it is bad. This past. Oh, no, no, it's not. I'm laughing about it, but at the same time, I'm like, "Yo, Flo, like, go do some work." Like, I don't know how to make myself do work because all the distractions are back, which are very welcome since they've been gone forever. Yeah, and it's like I don't know how to make myself do work. So yeah, it's very hard. Yeah, um, yeah it's so hard. But yeah, campus being able to walk around and take it in without kind of feeling stressed or anxious or anything, it's just great. Thank yeah, you. yeah. 
all great answers. And I'll just add a few things on top of that, more like event-specific things. The first one that comes to mind is the dodgeball tournament, which I haven't – dude, I know. Think about how sad it is that we only did that our freshman years and haven't been able to do it since, and now we're going to get it senior year, but haven't been able to do it. But the dodgeball tournament is so low-key and underratedly <laughs> the most fun – one of the most fun things I've done since I was at Princeton. I agree. Just a random night where I was just playing dodgeball for three hours, made it to the finals against the football team, the club soccer team. They cheated. Football – after the football team. Yeah, like 90 guys. Yeah, and they cheated. We would get them out, and they would not go out. So, yeah, I'm still salty about that to this day. So that's one thing. The dodgeball tournament, really fun. When that happens, everyone shows, show up. Um, I am sports. Very fun time. Haven't happened since sophomore year. I'm basketball, soccer, volleyball, all those. shout out to Dylan Jim. Go sign up. Um, dance shows. Yeah. The dance shows are so fun. Fantastic. Haven't been to them in a long time, so can't wait for those to get back going. Dan shows are really fun. Um, what else is there? Low-key, I want to go see some um, acapella. I'm yet, I, exactly I'm yet to go to a show. That. All right, boom, we're going to show together. So, acapella, everyone's dope. Everyone's so talented on this campus. So Lord knows we ain't doing work. So Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> acapella shows the sports games, getting to cheer on, a, cheer, on a, cheer on your friends, because that's another one of my favorite things about Princeton is such a small, small campus community that you do get to know people on a personal level on a bunch of sports teams, and so you can go support them. Tonight we're going to go to the water polo game. Yep. Shout out Miles, our president. Go Let's score go. goals, do whatever. I don't know how the sport works. I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out tonight. So sports games, that's really fun. Lawn parties are usually fun. Nights out on the street are things to look out. There's just so much to look forward to. It's This is a great place to be, Andrew. I don't yeah. know if you agree or disagree, but I think it's a great place to be. There are times in my Princeton life where I've I've not appreciated how great, how, you know, how the for better or for worse, I haven't appreciated it. Me too. But I think it's it, we're great. Make yeah. Um, and so with that, I will, I think we could wrap up there. 55 strongs minutes. Um, Andrew, do you have any final words for the people? Um, uh, no, enjoy your year. People I know coming off a pandemic, it's a bit, uh, stressful kind of socially. It's like so many stuff going on. So people have like social anxiety and like getting back to everything. Like, just breathe, just relax, and more importantly, have a lot of fun. Have a lot, also, a wait, lot, a lot of hot fun. off the press, bro. We finally got our our security deposit back from the summer. Oh. I just got the text. Let's go. We balling. Dinner's on me tonight. Let's go. Oh, let's go. <laughs> but yeah, um, final words. Hey, another another. I I can't keep saying this, but I'm gonna keep saying this. Another great episode Thank of you. Go with the Flow. It's it's all thanks to the guests. The host does nothing. It's the guests who carry the show. This cat flows good. <laughs> but yeah, um, I echo everything you said. I'm gonna say this every episode because hopefully people will eventually listen. Have some fun this year. We've all deserved it. Classes are stressful. This place is stressful. Enjoy yourself. Life is too short to just be grinding in Firestone 24 seven and only worried about classes. Have some fun because it goes by fast and you will regret it if you don't take advantage. So, with that, that has been another episode of of, of Go With The Flow. <laughs> Forgot the name of my... <laughs> this has been another episode of Go With The Flow. Um, Andrew, thank you for being here. And everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you for having me.